At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on the Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Femi Bebefe, hanging out with Wes Reynolds here in our usual Saturday slot, and it's going to be a fun day here. A lot going on this weekend in the world of sports. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, full baseball card per usual here in June, College World Series in Omaha, and then the United States Open Championship moving day here on Saturday at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. So, look, we got what we could ask for here, I think, with the U.S. Open when you have three of the four current major champions right up there on the leaderboard. Colin Marikawa, the co-leader. He is the reigning open champion, won the Claret Jug as the champion golfer of the year last summer. Scotty Scheffler, who is two mm. back, won the Masters earlier this year. And then there's old John Rahm. Kind of had a down year by his standards, but yet right in the mix, just one back. The reigning U.S. Open champion won it last summer at Torrey Pines. And, oh, by the way, there's another guy named Rory McIlroy who came in pretty hot off that win last week at the RBC Canadian Open, third ranked in the world. By the way, top three in the world, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, one, two, three, and basically just right there on the leaderboard, you got a couple guys lurking. You've got Xander Schauffele, Will Zalatoris, Matt Fitzpatrick is three back, Sam Burns is three back. And then you've got some guys that you wouldn't expect to be up there, and that's always the way it works in the mm -hmm. U.S. Open, Femi. You've got Joel Damon, uh, co-leader with Morikawa. They'll be in the final pairing. About 345 Eastern, 1245 out here in Las Vegas is when they will tee off for their third round. You've got them. You've got Hayden Buckley. You've got Aaron Wise, who was kind of a sneaky under-the-radar long shot coming into this week in very good form, just one off the lead. Yeah, no, it's going to be a fun weekend over there at the Country Club at Brookline. Uh, West and I, we've been doing the nightcap over the last three nights here. So I think from doing the nightcap, we now decided to dress alike. Once again, yeah. we're, we're rocking we the blue the blood outfit Now here. we're doing morning Joe, or in my case, morning Schmo. So, you know, we go 24-7, 365. Exactly. I mean. We're trying to give you what you need in the sports betting world. We're hanging out with you guys for the next three hours, though. So make sure to tweet at the show, at Vison Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds. 
Worlds. One is where you can find West at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. couple great guests on the program today. Evan Klosky, WTSP Sports Director in Tampa, Florida, checks in at 1045. Can the Tampa Bay Lightning even things up in the Stanley Cup Final? We'll ask Evan here in the second hour. Dave Ross, VEASAN host and host of the First Strike Podcast. He'll check in and help us close things out at 1145, talking U.S. Open, UFC Fight Night, and, of course, the Stanley Cup Final. There's a UFC card this weekend that never happens. Every weekend, buddy. Every weekend we're in the I'm octagon. Like, I'm like, they, they take less weeks <laughs> off than Mike Pritchard does here at <laughs> Shout out to Pritch. Uh, like you mentioned, MLB card will have a complete breakdown of that. Also looking at the division odds in both the American and National League. And it's a Saturday, so we have some college football win totals. We're discussing the SEC and the Big Ten. That's going to be a lot of fun here as we get geared up for college football, which is only a couple months away here. So yeah, that will did, be what exciting. What did I see? It was 10 weeks. Yeah, I think I saw on the Twitter machine that they, these days all run together. You know, we, we are about mm. to get in once uh, the Stanley Cup finals end. We really do get into the quote unquote dog days of summer. It might not be dog days if you're a big baseball hardcore, but yeah. pretty limited on the sports schedule. Now we start counting down the days to college football <laughs> and the NFL for certain. I know you are already marking the X's on your calendar at home. Locked in. NFL opening weekends like Christmas Day for me. Uh, but first, let's begin on the ice. So we'll talk a little U.S. Open in the next segment. But I wanted to start off with tonight's Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. The Avs have a 1-0 series lead after winning Wednesday night 4-3 in overtime. And Game two's line over at BetMGM. You have Colorado minus 160 on the money line. Tampa Bay plus 135. The total is sitting at 6, minus 110 each way. Yeah, and really not a lot of movement this morning. I know when we were talking about this last night on the nightcap, there were one or two stores juiced to the over, one or two stores juiced to the under. I think Circus Sports was juiced to the under. Bet MGM right mm-hmm. now, six minus 110, basically an even split both ways. But I like the under here in game two, and I know that that's always dangerous, especially when you have the Colorado Avalanche. It is yeah. all, And we know Tampa Bay, look, they can score too. They have a, a pretty potent offense in their own right, but – If you go back, and I believe that this trend, a short-term trend, albeit a very good one, started back in 2007. When you have the road team lose in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, home team holds serve, and this dates back, as I said, to 2007, game two is 110-1 and to the under. That means in the 12 games, one over, 10 unders, Mm -hmm. and one push. Uh, I think it was probably on six or it might have been on five. I'll have to check the record there. But that's what I think it's kind of got to be for Tampa Bay. Even though they have a lot of talent and they're potent on offense, I don't think they want to get into like a skating competition with the Colorado Avalanche. And we saw that the Avs, you know, dominated the shots on goal, not only through the first period. I mean, they just blitzkrieged them. They were three to one. We kind of thought, okay, Colorado, you know, nine days off yet again, because they had it before the St. Louis series. It's like, okay, they're going to be a little bit rusty, but rest absolutely triumphed over rust. They were all over Tampa Bay early. It was 38 to 23 shots on goal. But going back to that situation I was talking about, the road team, you know, when you see, the, you hear these trends, Femi, you're like, okay, you want to take them with a grain of salt and like put them in the context. But when a trend I think has logic, it can absolutely be your friend. I often say trends should be your acquaintances and not your friend. Mm-hmm. But if you have logic combined with it, and this is very logical because Game two, look, you don't want to go down 0-2, and you're going to see a team that plays a little bit maybe more tight offensively, you know, maybe works the puck around, you know, around here and, you know, isn't just skating and counterattacking and being aggressive, but also a team that wants to, I think, flood the neutral zone. They don't want Colorado getting in. They want Colorado. They want to force these guys to chip and chase a little bit and not have free lines to the goaltender. They had free lines to Vasilevsky all through that first period. And Vasilevsky, uncharacteristically, didn't make many stops, let a couple bad goals in. So I do like the under tonight. If I had to pick a side, I would lean to Tampa Bay. But, you know, I don't know. I could see Colorado winning two and then Tampa Bay winning two. And mm-hmm. then we go back to Denver for game five, all tied at two, where the home team fold served the first four games. But under six for me tonight. Under six. It's interesting because this is not a must-win game by any means for Tampa Bay because right now Colorado has the home ice there. If they go up 2-0, okay, Colorado held serve. But to me, it almost feels almost like a, a got-to-have-it game because I don't mm-hmm. know how feasible it is to beat this Avalanche team 
four out of five games. They did it with the, the Rangers in the last series in the Eastern Conference Finals. They won four straight there. But this Colorado team's a different beast, and we've talked about the waves in which they come at from an offensive standpoint here. Beating them four out of five. I know they have Vasilevsky, and I'm big on Vazzy there. I think that he could be the difference maker in this series that tilts things in Tampa's favor. But four out of five, if you go down 0-2, seems like a very – Tough, tough task ahead of yeah, the Lightning. Yeah, because all, all of a sudden you have Colorado with even more energy. And, uh, you know, this is kind of where it's like they feel like it's their time because they have been on the verge of, you know, being favorites basically to win the Stanley Cup. But mm-hmm. they've been eliminated the last three years in the Western Conference semifinals. Now they crossed that bridge. They slayed that dragon, got to the West Finals, and then defeated Edmonton in four games a sweep to get to the Cup Finals. Meanwhile, you've got a Tampa Bay team that has won two straight Stanley Cups, so you can never dismiss experience, but you also commingle that experience with tired legs, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe, yeah, hey, there's a lot of wear and tear on that body. It is so hard to do that. I don't care whether it's the the NHL or the NBA to run it back-to-back and even to back, which is what Tampa Bay is trying to do this year. So, yeah, I think Colorado will, will be firing. I expect, by the way, for from an injury standpoint, that Andrew Cogliano is going to be back. All sources in Colorado say he is going to return tonight for game two. And he's such a key, not from a scoring standpoint, but from a penalty killer standpoint. Yeah. He is one of the best penalty killers that they have, was always great at that when he was out in Anaheim and still remains so now in Denver for the Avs. But he's going to be back. I think that obviously helps your case for the under in terms of defense because – Tampa Bay also is, I think, trying to get their power play going at least a little bit because it's been down from the regular season, and we saw that in the Rangers series. So they got to try to get it going, you know, and and take advantage when they have the five-on-fours and and the like because they really, in five-on-five, haven't been able to beat this team, albeit just a one-game sample size. I think Colorado in the five-on-five this year, over 60-minute regulation, they average, I think, 3.8 to 2.4 was the average score of that game. So Colorado can dominate the five-on-five. So Tampa Bay special teams have got to be very good tonight. Yeah, we're sitting here, Tampa Bay, plus 135 there. The market really liked Tampa Bay heading into game one. And I'm curious because it's just hovered around this plus 135 number here since we've seen the open on Wednesday. I wonder if I don't think the market would get scared away from what we saw in game one because periods two, three, and even in overtime, Tampa Bay looked like they kind of figured some things out Mm -hmm. with this Colorado offensive attack there. They were overwhelmed a little bit in that first period, letting up three goals. But did you think that the market, when we get closer to puck drop, might even lean more towards Tampa Bay for the folks that are hoping to make a bet on the Lightning? I think it could be. And keep in mind also, this is Braden Point's second game back from mm-hmm. missing several games with injury. By the way, Braden Point did have a point in that first game, an assist on one of the uh, second period goals. But I think that's why you might see at least a couple cent move to Tampa Bay because it's like, okay, he got his rust out. You know, and produced and made an immediate difference. And he's such a key, I think, on the power play, you know, kind of being that center man and really being the point, if you will, the point guard on the power play. So, yeah, I think that that's going to be absolutely vital for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, you probably will see a little bit of money on the Lightning. You may see some people try to do single game parlays, which I don't usually do. Mm-hmm. Lightning plus a puck and a half under six. And if if you see the under getting bet, I do think that that oftentimes gives more value to the underdog. Yeah, I, I can't pick a side in this game here. I just really couldn't figure it out. I had Tampa in the under parlayed for game one. That didn't work out. But I did bet Nathan McKinnon anytime goal score at plus 155. Shop around in the market. There's some varying numbers out there. But I think McKinnon gets on the score sheet after being off the score sheet in game one. Did get that assist. But I think he finds the net here in game two. On the other side. We're going to the country club, Brookline Mass, for the second round, third round, I should say, of the U.S. Open. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out with Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And it is moving day at the United States Open over at Brookline Mass, the country club. Uh, right now, we're still a little bit of ways away from uh, some of the guys who are in the red figures from teeing off here. But uh, right now, I know I'm sweating out my guy, Max Homa, as my long shot there. But it looks like he's kind of playing himself out of contention here right now. Five over for the tournament here. But before we begin this moving day, because right now you mentioned it earlier, the final pairing of Colin Morikawa and Joel Damon. They tee off 1245 West Coast time, so that's still a few hours away. What are you looking forward to seeing here on this third round? Because... Yesterday, I asked you about the line of demarcation of where we can kind of cut off of, okay, this is the line of where the winners are going to come from. But with such a condensed leaderboard, it feels like this thing is really, really wide open here as we enter the third round. Yeah, and the recent trends are going to tell you that guys really don't come from that far back, you know, in terms of what we saw in the PGA on Sunday when Justin Thomas started, I believe, seven shots off the lead and ends up winning the thing in the playoffs. So, that that's what you worry about if you're going like too deep into the u.s open then that's why i always say hey i know everybody wants to hit a long shot on an in play if they don't have one at least pre-flop you don't want to go too deep Mm -hmm. you don't want to be going down into the 80 or 100 to ones because those just rarely happen here at the u.s open so we have a more condensed kind of uh you know tight leaderboard i think where we have more guys you know just a couple shots off the lead so maybe that's going to be an outlier in terms of uh the recent trends uh because look tied for eighth there are several guys at three under par and that's just two off the lead uh scotty scheffler heads those guys by the way at minus three so you know i thought probably the most that you could go down the board is maybe Justin Thomas at 50 to one or Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka is only five off the lead. Thomas is six off the lead, but even that is maybe a big ass to come mm-hmm. back at the U S open. Cause the conditions are just so tough out here and they're going to get tougher on the weekend, especially on Sunday where these pins are going to be put in, po- in possible places by the USGA. So you look and, and, 
you just don't see, I mean, you know, guys shooting 65s or 66s yeah. on the weekends of the U.S. Open. If that ever comes, by the way, it usually comes from a guy deep in the field who has, like, no chance but posts a good number early. So you're thinking, oh, there's a 65 out there. Well, not for the leaders because the guys that are shooting 65, 66 at the U.S. Open on Sunday, they don't have the pressure. Yeah. You know, they're just playing out there. You know, you get the open pressure. I'm going to sound like the longtime broadcaster Johnny Miller here, but – it is real and you mm-hmm. see it materialize even with the best in the world not, you know not guys that you wouldn't ordinarily see up there you know the Morikawas the McElroys the Roms the Schefflers they're going to feel the U.S. Open pressure everybody really does so you know when I was talking about don't go too far down the board 23 of the last 26 champions by the way were at or within two strokes of the lead after 36 coals the exception to that Webb Simpson back in 2012 at the Olympic Club he was six back Brooks Kepka was five back at Shinnecock Hills mm-hmm. in 2018 only one of those 26 winners over the last 26 years at the U.S. Open was worse than tied for sixth entering the weekend so you look Two shots back is tied for eighth, so this year probably could be an outlier because you're two shots back. You don't feel like you're out of this by any stretch, even though recent trends indicate otherwise. I'm interested to see how the course plays today because right now I'm looking at the leaderboard, and I see there's a few guys who are under par right now, but, I mean, a lot of guys who are at even par, one over. There's a handful of at three over. Stuart mm-hmm. Hagestad, the amateur, is at six over today. Do you think the conditions are going to be more difficult today? Because, you know, the USGA, they see these things. They're like, oh, guys are playing well. Let's make this even harder. Let's mm-hmm. make it more difficult here. How do you think that affects the guys who are near the top of the leaderboard? Well, I think I think we're getting close to where half the guys teed off, by the way, 64 players or who made the cut. So mm-hmm. I think about 30 guys have teed off. We've got one guy in red figures, at least on Saturday's round, that being Denny McCarthy at one under par. So, look, even par 70s are good rounds at the U.S. Open, and I think you're going to see leaders kind of, you know, trying to not take themselves out of it, where it's like you you can't win it today, but you can lose it today. So, no, I I don't see somebody just – getting out of the pack and running away. I certainly think it could happen, but Mm -hmm. you know, I think some guys are going to drop out of contention today. Maybe there's going to be a guy from the back. That's going to rise up perhaps like a, a Will Zalatoris who is at one under par or Xander Schauffele only four off the lead or somebody at even par, but you're going to get a couple of these guys that are going to shoot balloons that are on the first page of the leaderboard. You're going to get guys that are going to shoot 75, 76, 77 and take themselves out of it. We'll see if it's, you know, the cream that has risen to the top. If all of a sudden you see the Hayden Buckley's and the Bo Hoslers kind of slip out a little bit. And then we're left with Morikawa and McElroy and Rahm and Scheffler and, you know, the big kids. Well, well, let's talk about the cream there because at BetMGM right now, the co-favorites to win the U.S. Open, Colin Morikawa and Roy McIlroy at plus 450, John Rahm 5-1, Scotty Scheffler at plus 750. So those four guys, major winners in the past there, are kind of the cream of the crop as we sit here on Saturday. But from looking at Morikawa, and I want to kind of focus in on him, shoots a 69 on Thursday, shoots a 66 on Friday, he hadn't been in good form this season. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe he missed the cut at the PGA Championship. This is a guy that he struggled, and some people maybe went into this week possibly looking to fade him, and now here he sits five under as a co-leader with Joel Damon there. And no disrespect to Joel Damon, but Morikawa was the guy that I think a lot of folks are looking at of, hey, when he's on – And those irons, he's one of the best irons players in the world. Mm -hmm. He can really go. Do you see Morikawa maintaining this kind of pace? Now, not not maintaining a 66, but maintaining a lead maybe after today. Yeah, I I can't really say no because he's always, I think, answered the call in that regard. You saw that last summer at the Open Championship at Royal St. George's. A guy, young player like Morikawa, not a lot of Lynx golf experience. He goes over and plays the Scottish Open the week before, misses the cut pretty badly, and mentioned, yeah, I'm really having trouble getting my iron through this thicker turf here on these link surfaces mm-hmm. over in Scotland. So you're like, 
okay, this is a guy you don't want to play for the Open Championship the next week, and what does he do? He wins the Claret Jug. So <laughs> this is a guy that is a, a very smart player. His intelligence, I think, is well beyond his years. And the fact that he can make adjustments like that within one week, you know, flipped out a couple of his irons in the bag and then wins the Claret Jug, and you've kind of seen it so far this week. This is a guy that has always been through amateur ranks and the juniors and also through college at Cal Berkeley. This is a guy that's always been a natural fader of the golf ball off the tee. And you're seeing him try to play more of a draw, and he's been playing almost exclusively a draw this week. That is very hard to do for a drawer to become a fader or a fader to become a drawer. And Colin Marikawa has absolutely done that this week. And you mentioned the lack of form. Started off the season okay with the top five, was tied for second at the mm-hmm. Genesis, but really has not done very much. Missed the cut at the Memorial, T40 at the Charles Schwab at Colonial, T55 at the PGA, T26 at the RBC. That fifth at the Masters, he kind of came off the pace because remember he and Rory were actually in that same yeah. group where they both hold out at 18, kind of on top of the, each the, other. The stress-free group. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, they were just going out and having fun and I think really played off of each other and showed in their final results. But if you look at Marikawa, he is gaining everywhere on the golf course. When you look at the strokes gain categories, 1.68 in strokes gain putting, 1.24 strokes gained around the green. That's obviously your chipping, your sand play. So that's included in that 1.23 on approach. We always expect him to gain on approach. He's one of the best iron players in the world. Mm-hmm. 0.73 off the tee. So combine that 3.21 strokes gain tee to green and the putter has been working well. Colin Marikawa has absolutely put himself in position. I mean, no disrespect to him. I'm not hoping for him because I don't have him in any way, shape, or form in this U.S. Open. I got a lot of chasers, including John Rahm and Matt Fitzpatrick, right on his heels. But it would have chalked me if Colin Marikawa just goes ahead and finished the deal. Not at all. What do you think is going through Joel Damon's mind? Because this is a guy who had to qualify to get into the field here for the U.S. Open, and he's been on record in the past saying, like, I don't know if I want to play these hard tournaments anymore because it's, it's just so difficult to even just to make the cuts. It's a grind. And here he's sitting as the co-favorite in the final pairing with Colin Morikawa at five under the former Washington Husky, Joel Damon. What's going through his mind here entering Saturday's play? And this is a guy that's kind of a journeyman, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, basically won one PGA Tour event. I think it was in Puerto Rico a couple of years ago, but – you, you look at Damon, I think, you know, the pressure could get to him, but also maybe he plays a little loose. There's always one or two guys, I think, Femi, that, you know, aren't expected to be there that sometimes, yeah. you know, hang around. I mean, this is a guy, he's only 34, so he's not an old man by any stretch, but won the Corrales Punta Cana. I said Puerto Rico is actually Dominican Republic uh, last March of 2021. So this is a guy that only has one top 10 in a major championship. He was tied for 10th in the 2020 PGA at Harding Park. So, you know, how does he want to approach it? Does he let the pressure get to him? Or does he say, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm just going to play mm-hmm. loose pressures on these guys. I have no expectations. Yeah. So, you know, if Joel Damon, I think takes that latter approach and I would apply that to Hayden Buckley and Bo Hosler, Aaron wise, maybe some guys that have not been in major championship contention, just go out and play. Let these guys feel the heat a little bit. Yeah, ignorance is bliss sometimes. Absolutely. You know? It's like you don't when you don't have that pressure, you can just go out there and brief be free when nobody's really expecting you to be there in the final round of a US Open here. But on the other side, we'll take a look at the American League division odds to see if there's a little value on June 18th. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out with Wes Reynolds. You wanted to point out a note on our co-leader with Colin Morikawa, Joel Damon. Well, one of the cool things about the U.S. Open, you know, and, and this is where you get maybe more casual fans or casual bettors that don't watch maybe every week on the PGA Tour or the other tours around the world. Joel Damon several years ago battled testicular cancer and mm-hmm. had to go off the tour and obviously, you know, fight that fight, uh, fought it. He is cancer free. And 
That's what I like about the U.S. Open. You always get these stories like Joel Damon, like yesterday when MJ Duffy was leading by three strokes. By the way, he is at one under par tied for 16. So one of those litany of players just four back of the lead. So it's like everybody you feel like has at least somewhat of a chance. But a guy like Duffy, this is a guy that, you know, last year to get on PGA Tour events had to be a fixture at Monday qualifying Mm -hmm. where you always have a couple spots left and then you compete on Monday to go ahead and get in that tournament for that week if you're not already qualified or already entered in or don't have a sponsor's exemption. And this guy, MJ Duffy, he got his, he earned his card basically for the PGA Tour next year. He's playing on the Corn Ferry Tour this year and locked up that card with the third at Kansas City a few weeks ago. So he's like, you know what? I know I'm going to have my PGA Tour card, so I'm going to give it a shot at U.S. Open sectional qualifying. Goes to Springfield, Ohio, and they have U.S. Open qualifiers from a couple weeks ago, like all over the country. Mm -hmm. He gets medalist winner at the uh, Springfield Country Club in Springfield and gets in the Open. He was at six under, kind of fell apart a little bit yesterday on the back nine, hit some bad tee shots. Uh, Hit one, he had to hit off the carpet, literally (laughs) off the hospitality tent carpet. And hit a pretty good <laughs> shot. It was a pretty good recovery, actually. But I like you when you get all these stories. And I think that's the thing about this U.S. Open where we could have a really special weekend is, yeah, you got the big players. Mm-hmm. You got the A players. You got Morikawa. You got Rom. You got Rory. You've got, you know, all these guys. Scotty Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Burns lurking. But you've also got guys like Nick Hardy that are PGA Tour rookies that got off the Corn Ferry Tour. He's missed like seven of ten cuts this year, and now he finds himself in one of the final four pairings on Saturday at the U.S. Open. Yeah, no, it's it's really going to make for a fun weekend, and uh, there's no Tiger and and mm-hmm. Phil missed the cut there's and all that stuff. But there's so here. many storylines. Yeah, and it's the future of golf that's mm-hmm. really going to be on display. Yeah, this I mean, weekend. if you're not entertained, I think by all the different stories, and then of course the fact that you've got big time top five, top ten players in the yeah. world. If you're not entertained by this, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you probably just don't like the sport. Yes. You're not entertained, which is okay, okay as well. That's okay. We all you dig know? what we dig, right? Exactly. We all dig what we dig. They were just showing Justin Thomas there getting ready to tee off in about 24 minutes. Bryson DeChambeau's already on the course right now. He birdied the first hole, but now then bogeyed two and three to give you what an indication of what the difficult conditions are out there at Brookline. Let's turn our attention, though, to the Diamond MLB right now. We're sitting on June 18th, and MLB futures always interest me because a 162-game season, it's so long, it takes a lot for market movement. But we've seen some market movement based on, especially from the preseason odds to where we sit right now. And I want to start with the American League East because this one is probably the obvious one Mm -hmm. with the New York Yankees playing the best baseball of any team in the bigs right now, 48 and 16. They have an 11 game lead in the AL East right now. Their preseason odds to win the division plus 230 currently at BetMGM, they're sitting at minus 500. So you have to lay $5 to win $1. The Blue Jays, 5-1. to one, Rays, 18-1. to one. Red Sox are 40-1. to one. Do you think anybody can even challenge this Yankee team later on in the second half of the season? It's so funny to look at this because I think the two teams that kind of got the buzz in the AL East, it's like, this is the year of the Toronto Blue Jays. This mm-hmm. is what they've been building for. And you look at the Blue Jays, they're playing really good baseball. They're 10 games over 537 and 27. That is good enough to be a playoff team. And actually, they would be leading the uh, wildcard chase as of right now. Yeah, they'd be leading the AL Central if yes, they were in the Central. Exactly. Exactly. So you think that this is a team that should be in the postseason. And then it's like always don't forget about the Rays. Don't forget mm-hmm. about the Rays. And, you know, they're 35 and 20, 29. They've had a, a very good season. I think, uh, you know, not quite as close maybe as we thought that they were going to be. But now, you know, you get the two division winners that get the buy into the division series. So you have six playoff teams basically here with, with, with the two wild cards. So that makes that all the more intriguing. But and even the Boston Red Sox, who we kind of cast off for dead, they're yeah. five games, uh, you know, over 500. And they're only a half game out of the wild card right now. But, I, man, I, I just don't see anybody catching the Yankees. Just the way Aaron Judge is playing, the way their pitching staff has been. And keep in mind, they've had to kind of clean up in the back end of the bullpen because the usual guy, the Cuban missile, Aroldis Chapman, has not been the Aroldis Chapman that we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing a little more setup work and not necessarily closing games out. But the Yankees, what, what really tells me that they're such a juggernaut, besides obviously looking at their record, is the fact that they win games where they don't hit. I yep. was frustrated the other night when I took the Rays. I think Thursday night I was getting a $1.55. 
Yankees get like three earned, unearned runs. They had like three hits. I think there were two nights in a row they had, I think, three hits and four hits, and they still find ways to win. And they're beating good teams, too. That's beating the Rays. I mean, this isn't beating up on, you know, the the A's or somebody yeah. like that, you know, that are 15 games under 500. So the Yankees are beating good teams, and, and they are absolutely running away with it. I don't want to get in front of them in this division. You know, it's interesting that you brought up the Boston Red Sox as well, because right now they have the third best run differential in the American League at plus 54, better than the Blue Jays, better than the Rays, better than the Twins and the Guardians. This Red Sox team, if they're able to get into the playoffs, they could be a sneaky sort of wild card team there that could be dangerous for a team like the New York Yankees mm-hmm. because those playoff games, the playoffs in, the, in Major League Baseball, they're so random to where, yes, because a team is a favorite doesn't necessarily mean that they can go and win the World Series. Otherwise, like Cody Decker, we talked to it last night, said the Dodgers would have won the last five to ten World Series yeah. if the best team always won the World Series. American League Central, though, this is the interesting division that we discussed earlier this week here and trying to time a spot to possibly bet the Chicago White Sox. Right now, the Twins are the favorites at BetMGM at plus 110. Preseason, the Twins were 5-1. to one. The White Sox were the overwhelming favorite, the odds-on favorite, to win this division at minus 200. Well, right now, they're 30-32, and 32, five games back at plus 125 over at BetMGM. The Guardians, plus 475. Tigers, 80-1. to one. Royals, 500. To one, but I think this is mainly a Twins, Guardians, White Sox conversation. Is there a buy spot on this White Sox team? And if not, who do you favor between the Twins and the Guardians? You would think that there would have to be just when you look at the White Sox, how disappointing they've been. But you also got to look at that injury list. Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson's on the DL right now. Yasmani Grandal is on the DL right now. Liam Hendricks, who's a fixture in that bullpen. He's battling a forearm injury. Aaron Bummer who also is out of the bullpen. He's battling an injury. Aloy Jimenez, Lance Lynn just came off the DL, uh, made his first start earlier this week. So it's going to take him a couple starts, kind of get going, get his pitch count out, up, and where he can go a little bit deeper in games. And even even today, Gavin Sheets, Yohan Moncada, that's just rest, though. But they are not in the lineup for the Astros, and that's why they are huge favorites. And, of course, Justin Verlander being on the mound, still the ageless wonder, still producing mm-hmm. in the American League. Maybe a dark horse for that AL Cy Young when you get into that market. Michael Kopech now questionable for his next start with a knee injury. So, you know, there is, I think, you can maybe make some excuses for the White Sox on the basis of the injuries, but – you anticipated, I think, at least a little bit of regression from this team. Maybe not quite this much, but when you consider Lucas Giolito had a career year last year, Lance Lynn had a career year last year, Carlos Rodon, who is now in San Francisco, he had a career year. So that is so hard to really rebound from that and duplicate that year after year. We know uh, Dallas Keuchel got got DFA'd, so, you know, he was pitching terribly earlier in the year. Vince Velasquez, you know, still kind of walks too many guys, pitches to contact. So the staff has some issues. Now, I think once they get these bats back, you know, once they get Tim Anderson back and once they get Grandal back, you're going to see this team hit, I think, like they did last year. So I think there eventually is a buy spot, but you could wait a little bit. And look, they're in Houston this weekend. And I said the other day, this is a huge series for the White Sox. Didn't get off to such a good start last night as Lucas Giolito got absolutely rocked. And now you look later this afternoon, it is Justin Verlander against Johnny Cueto, who's, you know, at least been somewhat of a steady Eddie, even at his uh, advanced years, Johnny Cueto, but still White Sox well over a $2 dog this afternoon. The American League West conversation is probably much shorter. The Houston Astros lead that division by nine. They're 40 and 24 preseason minus 165, currently minus 1200. So if, if you think that the Angels can get back into this thing, 10 to 1, Mariners 20 to 1, Rangers 66 to 1, currently in second place there. To me, it feels like this is the Astros running away with the division. Yeah, again. yeah, I feel like this is over. And look, the injuries are are rearing their ugly head for the Angels. Yeah. Now Anthony Rendon just announced he is going to be out for the, for the season with the wrist injury. So how much can Trout and Otani carry this team? I don't think enough. I think this that losing streak and then Joe Madden being dismissed, Phil Nevin now there, six games under 500. The Rangers could be a plucky little team that maybe gets to 500 this year, mm-hmm. first time in several seasons, but no challenge for Houston at all. Yep, there's no problem in Houston as it pertains to the AL West. On the other side, we'll take take a look at today's MLB card here on Betting Across America.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. And if you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new an existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out with Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios right now. Uh, anything that stood out to you in the U.S. Open so far here on the third round action? Yeah, nobody really making a move, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, there's a couple guys that are in red figures on the front nine, but we'll see if they can maintain that going to the back nine. But mm. no real big movers yet. Nobody that has gotten into red figures overall for the uh, golf tournament here because you got 23 players basically under par here. Uh, everybody from five under down to one under. A couple guys, you know, at least a couple under on their round through the first five or six holes. Uh, Australian Todd Sennett, two under through five holes. He is currently even par, but nobody has really made the big move. Uh, one, cr- one real quick uh, breaking news item that I did see over the break. We're going to talk to Dave Ross at the back end of the program about mm-hmm. UFC on ESPN 37. That is Calvin Cater against Josh Emmett. That is the main event down there in Austin, Texas tonight. But it looks like the co-main event, this fight is just cursed. I think it's now the second or is it the third time now, Matt, that it's been canceled. Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon 
Remember, Cerrone had food poisoning. They were supposed to, I think, fight at UFC 274. Mm -hmm. Cerrone got food poisoning. Today, it's Joe Lozon out with an illness. So, Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon not going to be on that card tonight. That's the Cowboy Cerrone is uh, that's that's too bad. Yeah. Obviously, we'll, we'll get yeah we'll get Dave Ross's thoughts on that, but that's and, a bummer. And, from and the these guys card. at their point in their career, this is the uh, Champions Tour circuit, I think, on the UFC. Yeah. Oh, these yeah. guys, these guys have been around a long time, been in a lot of big fights. So I think because they're familiar names, because these were two of the guys that were like part of the real growth period of UFC, mm -hmm. you know, in the mid to late 2000s. So they became kind of over, even though neither of them became champions in UFC. They both kind of became over with the people, so people wanted to see them fight because they're familiar names but that is off the show tonight yeah at, at brookline right now we have justin rose and dustin johnson on the course right now we're waiting for the pairing of justin thomas and seamus power which will tee off in about eight minutes but let's get to the major league baseball card today the first game is getting underway at 11 20 west coast time 220 over on the east coast starting at wrigley field where the atlanta braves yesterday had their 14-game win streak snapped by the Cubs in a 1-0 loss here. Well, today the Braves minus 200 on the money line on the road at the friendly confines. Cubs plus 165 with a total sitting at 7. Juice to the over at minus 120. Yeah, Braves had that 14-game winning streak, as you mentioned. And this looked like, okay, maybe they're going to extend this streak because the Cubs just got absolutely smacked around by the Padres mm -hmm. and gave up a ton of runs. And then 1-0 yesterday, Cubs get the win. Thompson over Charlie, my favorite Morton. I'd be a little bit inclined to go on the Cubs today, especially on the run line. If you're a little bit, if you're a little bit more conservative in your betting, you know, when a team has a long winning streak snapped, I just don't think that they get right on the horse and kind of start another one here. Uh, Dave Tooley writes up a piece every day at vcin.com on his Tooley's takes. And he actually mentioned this game and it made a lot of sense when I was reading it. You know, maybe this is where you go half and half, half on the run line, half on the money line, or maybe a full unit on the run line, half on the money line. But I would like the Cubs here at getting a run and a half. Even money is basically where I'm seeing certain places. I think it's minus 105 on the split at BetMGM. But you're seeing, I think, at least a little trickle of money on the Cubs. Are you going to see it come in here before we get off to uh, first pitch about an hour mm -hmm. and a half away in Wrigley <laughs> Field? So, I like to do that, Femi, when the total is getting bet to the under. And this, I think, in the overnight, I know at a notable offshore at Chris, it was eight under minus 117, pretty much globally, it was seven and a half. Now you're starting to see some sevens out there. Seven at BetMGM, juice the over, minus 120. So when the under's getting bet, sometimes I do think that that gives value to the underdog here. And, you know, Justin Steele hadn't been bad, 453 on the ERA, but he's about a half run better on the XFIP. Kyle Wright has been, you know, very good for the Brave staff. Mm -hmm. Max Freed, the leader, but Kyle Wright has really stepped up in that number two spot as Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson. Numbers are kind of bigger than they've been in previous years. So Kyle Wright has been a kind of a linchpin of that staff, seven and three and 12 starts. But I think this number's a little big here. I'd be on the Cubs on the run line. The New York Yankees are hoping to extend their winning streak right now. They've won eight straight games and they're taking on the Toronto Blue Jays north of the border. This morning or afternoon, I should say, 12.07, the first pitch in the West Coast. The Yankees at plus money West, plus 125. Mm -hmm. The Blue Jays minus 150. Total sitting at eight, juice to the over at minus 115. Well, you know, the Yankees at plus money, I think, you know, the the, the, the public is going to say, oh, my God. Yeah. I got to get all over that here. And, and, and Jamison Tyone has not been bad. You got a seven and one starter because look, wins and losses, I think are overrated in terms of baseball handicapping, but casual betters, I think pay attention to that. They're like, Hey, we got a guy at seven and one whose ERA is under three and he's an underdog on the road against the uh, Toronto blue Jays. I'm going the other way though. I'm going to, I don't want to go all apple bombish here, but the, con mm -hmm. the contrarian favorite, if you will, I think would be the Toronto blue Jays. And that's the way I would be going here. I just think that Alec Manoa in his own right, he's eight and one with the 167 ERA 375 on the XPIP. So you could see a little bit of regression, but just looking at this, I think a streak is going to come to an end. So I'm going to be on the Blue Jays today and shop around. They have been getting a little yeah. bit of the money. So that tells you that there might be a little bit of a quote unquote sharp square divide. So seeing this has already moved about 10 cents. This was 130 on the opener. So 
you know, 140, I think that's still a fair price. I'd lay it with the Blue Jays. Yeah, I was getting choked up a little emotional about a Yankees uh, win streak coming to an end there. But I'm um, not a Yankee fan, but, you know, it's, I guess it's good to see them doing well. Um, the Rays and the Orioles staying in the American League East. This one first pitch 105 out there in Baltimore. The Rays minus 165, the favorites on the road. Baltimore plus 140 at home, total sitting at eight. Yeah, Rays, Rays got to try to get back on the horse here because they actually lost a one nothing game last night. Shane Baz was a starter, so losing the first to the Orioles. Uh, it is going to be Jeffrey Springs against Bradish. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, 183 on the ERA, but a 343 on the XPIP. Bradish has not been great. Uh, one, I believe one and four and nine starts, 686 on the ERA. That is an awful big number, so... I still think that this is a little bit of a big price for the Rays. Maybe some positive regression for Bradish and some negative for Sprains. I think this is priced about right. It's a pass for me. Yeah, no, that's a – it's an interesting one for the Rays. Or minus 165 on the road is not something I really want to get in the habit of laying Yeah, there, because, but I mean, they're, you know – Can you get to the macro, window with Baltimore, though? Well, in a macro sense, they're not playing bad baseball, mm-hmm. but they're not playing great either. And, you know, look, nobody's playing great against the Yankees, uh, getting sweat, uh, swept up there. But one of the things that would concern me in betting the Rays and laying this number on the road – Orioles have really been killing left-handed pitching so far in the month mm. of June. 524 slugging, 383 OBP, that is on-base percentage. Jeffrey Springs, I mentioned, the peripherals are very good, the ERA, but I talk about the XPIP, and that indicates that negative regression is coming. When you're looking at a 343 versus a 183 ERA, that's a pretty sizable difference. So maybe if you want to take the Orioles, but you don't want to quite take the price, take the team total on the over. The Giants are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. Maybe a chance for the Giants to get back into this NL West race there that's headed by the Padres and Dodgers. Giants minus 175 in Pittsburgh. The Bucks plus 145. Total at eight and a half juice to the under at minus 115. Yeah, it is uh, Alex Wood against Jose Quintana. Alex Wood kind of has had some really bad luck this year. I think he's pitched a lot better than his numbers would indicate. Jose Quintana still kind of hanging in there for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had been playing at least some solid ball back in May, but now back to 13 games under 500. Jolly Roger not getting raised very much up there <laughs> in the Steel City. So, you know, it was a big price on the opener, about 190. Now I'm seeing as low as 160. I think it's 175 currently at BetMGM. This might be like parlay filler. If you want to do mm. like a two-team parlay, the Giants would be something I would look at simply because I do think Alex Wood is due some positive regression, but a little bit of a big number for me to lay just standing on its own. So maybe do a two-game parlay like you could look uh, with the uh, Giants and and maybe a bigger favorite later in the day if you want to lay it with the Dodgers with Urias over Quantrill tonight or if you want to do it with Verlander, that'd probably be the way I'd go. You know, every time I look up at the U.S. Open broadcast, someone's either putting for par or putting for bogey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's giving you an indication of what today might be like there. We'll get you updated on what's going on at the Country Club at Brookline, Mass. Also, to start our number two, some college football win totals, SEC edition, because it just means more. We're coming back on the other side of the break here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. 
the 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May live on NFL Network ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chompacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chompacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus